Hello, everybody, and welcome to another uh, live stream here. We're going to take a look at um, Charlie Parker. Um, Charlie, Charlie Parker's playing on um, Blues for Alice. And uh, so do a little analysis on on that and um, uh, think a little bit about uh, the chord changes and um, kind of get a sense for how everything relates, how everything works here. So I'm going to um, play with the Benedetto here, Benedetto Bravo. Uh, I don't play this a lot anymore. Um, but um, but I do practice on it a lot. So it's probably my most um, often, um, I guess you could say what, what I meant by playing was I don't usually record or um, perform on it. But I do practice with it um, pretty often. It's kind of my go-to uh, instrument that I work with. Um, so let's see if we can get some uh, volume kind of plugged in here. Got a lot of reverb here. Not sure what I was doing. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the form before we uh, dive in to the um, to the solo here, right? So we've got a blues blues um, form. Okay, we have F major, right? And then we have kind of a two five to the relative minor and then that's going to become its own two into a five and then we get the um, uh, another two five key of two flats okay and then we're gonna uh, land on B flat so that's a four chord and then that's gonna go minor, minor four. Okay. Now here we could go to F, or we could go to A minor. Give it a little bit of a two five, and A flat. Go to two five, back to a two five, and F, and then we can play some sort of turnaround. So that's the basic um, kind of form of the tune. So um, so let's go through a little bit of the um, solo and get some specifics on what um, Charlie Parker played here. Um, so I mentioned this is a video for the uh, YouTube members, and thanks to those who are supporting the channel. Really appreciate it. And um, 
and then as a as a podcast audio only so if you want to see the video version of this and you're listening to this on the podcast head over to youtube.com forward slash fretprints or you could go to fretprints.com all right let's look at the solo a little bit okay so i'm referencing the charlie parker omni book here all right so we start on the f okay we have okay so um pretty inside sound there my guitar neck here the problem with this guitar actually is that it doesn't have any inlays but anyway let me give you a I was thinking about putting some some stickers on it the other day almost end up doing that um, maybe I'll even do that right now uh, just put some little stickers on here just to um, have an idea where where the third fret is where the fifth fret is otherwise it's kind of hard to know um, as a side note, I don't know if um, anybody follows Jimmy Bruno. I occasionally check him out. Um, but he's got a guitar that was made by, what's his name, Bob Benedetto, I think. And, um, and it's got inlays. But normally Benedettos don't have the inlays. So... Uh, they just have this kind of um, little um, flower. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's an inlay of some kind. Um, but they have that right on the uh, 12th fret, but that's like kind of the only indicator. So hopefully this helps out a little bit um, on that. All right. So we're pretty kind of inside the sound. Oops. All sort of things going wrong here. Try this out. Okay. All right. So, you know, one way to think about this is to just kind of um, get get a sense for how each note relates to a uh, chord, right? So we have F. C plays a major seven, so it gives you a lot of clues about how he's hearing this uh, sound. So this is a triplet. Okay, now let's check out what he has here, and then he goes. A sharp to be natural. No key signature on this one. Okay, so 
Okay, it's kind of setting things up. Okay, now we have E minor seven, flat five here. Okay, so we're gonna have. Okay, that's kind of cool because we end up going kind of inside and outside of those two two notes. All right, so um, using both of those two notes, I'm trying to get this into view a little bit better. I think I may have distorted the screen somehow. I'm not sure how to reset that, but okay. All right, so there in that second measure, right? We have E minor seven flat five. We have a uh, D. Okay, B C sharp. And now we're getting into the A7, right? Okay. So just to go over that again. Okay. So on the A flat, <clears throat> we can hear the, the B flat. So that's a flat nine. <clears throat> and he's also going to play a sharp nine on that. So. And then I guess the D minor plays the 11. Okay, and then we get this G7. And notice that note is a flat 13. Kind of setting up the minor that comes up here. Okay, so we get the C minor to F7. Plays the root of that note. Okay, so let's see what he plays on this. So we get B natural. Okay, that's interesting. So we get the flat nine. Okay, and this is a great way to go through and then kind of explore chord voicing and things. See if you could harmonize a given note. Right, we get the B flat. That's the root note. And he's kind of playing those same three notes again. Okay, we get to B flat minor. Okay. Okay, going to E flat. Okay, E flat. Going to A minor. Kind of reading this up an octave here. Okay, now this is this is really kind of important because it outlines uh, the chord changes. The chord changes are going pretty rapidly here, right? We hit the B flat. Okay, he plays. Okay, and then we get to this A minor. Okay, so we get um, from that E flat uh, landing on the root note there. Okay, so on the end of the beat, right, just before the chord changes, right? So that's an important feature there. Okay, and then we get to B or um, G minor. 
Now it's a similar kind of line to what we had uh, earlier on the A7. So that's interesting. We have that. Um, but here we go in this direction, so. Okay, so I'm gonna move up one line over here. Okay, so that gives us a little idea of what some of the things that he might be kind of thinking about there. All right, so let's see what we have next. Okay, so we get this D sharp. He's probably kind of targeting this uh, E, right? Because E is the the third, and that's that can strongly identify the C7. That's the third of that chord. So it's probably kind of going and thinking about that third. Okay, and then we're going up here. We hit the third again. Okay, that gets that third again. Okay, good. And then F7, he plays a B flat on that, so it's a sus sound. Okay, so let's check out what might be kind of going on there, um, sort of towards the end of that line. What he may be doing there is delaying um, the resolution of that of that sound there, okay? So if we have an F7, the B flat's gonna be uh, pretty pretty clear dissonance on that chord. So let's survey some of these notes. So B flat, G, C, B flat. Okay, now that has a lot to do with that. That's three notes of a of a C seven chord. So okay, so he might be uh, continuing to think about that at least for a moment. Now we get A F. Okay, so that does sound like um, uh, the F. So he may be resolving there, and then kind of steps back out again. Okay, and check out these two notes. So where do they sit? They both sit a half step away from two chord tones uh, for F7. Okay, so listen to what this sounds like. Okay, so it's like... Okay, so we get... See here it steps out, steps back in. So we get F, steps back out, and then back in. So it's like a kind of little half steps, like he goes to F, takes you out a little bit, and then back in to it. Alright, well let's take a little um, break here on that, and um, I'll do a little playing. Um, double check the tuning here. On this guitar, and I'll check the live stream. So this is a really important component of um, uh, soloing is analyzing, um, you know, sort of a 
other musicians' uh, lines, uh, especially a great you know musician like Charlie Parker was. So it could really um, give us some insights and give us some things to take. So you could you can do this. You could do a few things with this. You can um, take the um, You could take the uh, exact, you take exact lines, um, and kind of replicate them, add them into your own vocabulary. And as you know, you might say it's kind of kind of like that. You know, you start spending time around certain people, or in a certain um, part of the country or a part of the world, and um, you know, you start to pick up certain phrases, you start to pick up certain words, certain ways of saying certain words. Um, you know, accents and uh, language and um, grammar and all, all these kinds of things. So similar for us to, um, and uh, of course people, you know, might, might read and become and, uh, influenced by that as well. Uh, so the same thing for us, we could actually read somebody else's solo, we can listen to their solo, um, and, um, and just to kind of internalize, gain influence. Um, um, you can really deliberately work at developing certain phrases and you can also you know, just kind of absorb things.
All right, so we had a little breather there. Let's um, go back and check out a little, a little bit more of the solo here. All right. Okay, so um, let's see what we've got here. Okay, we're gonna play. All right, well we have, should I bring that down an octave? Uh, what do we have there? So we have F major triad, okay. You see on the C7, just before that we have the E. So that's a real fundamental um, resolution there, right? The, the T, Do, right? Okay. It gets up to the major seven. So we can hear that, you know, he's thinking major seven on, on these F, on F at both times here, so. Um, okay, well, we have this tone. We land here on the G. That's the nine, and we, you see, we play chromatically up from the seven. Okay. Okay. So this is passing, right? This may seem pretty outside, but it's a short duration and it's getting us to to the G right. all right and then kind of plays that again all the way down all right that's pretty cool so you get so you can also take concepts you know from from this all right well we have two tones let's say chord tones C, C, uh, F major 7 I think this is F major 7 um, or F major 9, so two fairly consonant tones anyway. And we're kind of bouncing back and forth between those two. Okay. All right, now we get on this next chord. I always find this um, interesting to see what, um, what an improviser plays on um, as far as a six on a half diminished chord here. So we have the major six. Now sometimes improvisers will um, think in terms of just the dominant as well, <clears throat> especially in quicker tunes. So this may be more of like a C sharp on the A7, so that would be more of a third. And if we actually listen to some of these notes, those are all chord tones for a seven, so that could be, that may be the case. This is again a very common rhythm. We've seen this come up quite a few times already. Okay, so we get the flat nine, sharp nine, back to the flat nine. Here we're ending on the root note. Right, so we have. Uh, okay. So that's pretty cool. That's all E minor seven flat five to A seven. And those are closely related chords. It's a progression, uh, two five. All right. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So we get a chord that has a natural five. It plays the flat five on it. So that's gonna sound pretty bluesy. That's a nice, could play that on anything really a rock tune uh, anything that's it's a nice uh, line there 
Okay, now it's saying uh, it's going to a natural, and I'm gonna have to assume for the purpose of this video that uh, the, this transcription is correct, uh, but that is a whole other story. But okay, and then he plays kind of the same rhythm. And then we get to C minor and F7. Right, and we get these two tones. Get to the B flat, to the four chord, right? So, um, Charlie Parker wrote this tune. So this really gives us really great insights into what he's kind of thinking about, um, or maybe um, his, his way that he wants to color certain moments. So this is a very dominant seven type of line. So he's kind of thinking that B plus seven. Okay. All right, so that, that's pretty cool. So we get B flat seven. He's gonna play this. Okay, so he, we're getting the uh, fifth of the B flat minor, okay. And um, moving from there, I'll make sure I'm scrolling. I'll try to keep this on kind of the top line here. Okay, we get the root note. And this is a great way, you know, to practice is just even just harmonize every tone or maybe move it up, move it up an octave, try different ways of voicing uh, uh, the top note. Okay, so we get um, a lot of chord tones here on the on the A minor, right? We get A, C, E. Those are all chord tones, and then we get the flat nine. Okay. All right, so we get the three chord that flat, um, that B flat, right, gives us an idea. He's most like thinking about our tonal center like we talked about um, in previous talks here, uh, talking about the, uh, uh, in this case, uh, key of F. So let me get this to scroll over here a little bit. Fix this up. All right, so let me take a little break here again and uh, maybe do a little playing. Um, let me see here if I can get that fixed up a little bit here in the meantime. So that looks a little better. Um, actually, let's go a little further because uh, I want to land here on the um, on the end of the form anyway. So looks like my microphone is slowly falling, which it was kind of doing that before. Um, so let me just mute that for just a moment. Okay, so hopefully that stays up there like that. And um, well, let's do a little more playing. So each time, you know, you move through um, a little bit 
of the tune. And you might do it like this, just kind of take some moments to um, maybe not play some exact lines, but try to experiment with some of the maybe choices of notes um, that he uh, used there. So let's uh, carry on a bit further here and uh, check some more things. Um, check out a few more things here. Uh, let's see, where were we on this? Uh, you know, I think we did stop a little early um, in that last chorus, so let's make sure we pick up on that. Okay, so we have... Right, like I said, kind of harmonizing some of these notes. That's interesting, okay. 
Okay, that's a uh, B major triad. Okay, that's that's cool. Okay, so that on the okay that doesn't make sense. So we're on the um, <clears throat> A flat, right? So okay, we get this. sense there. Okay. Okay, so what's he doing there? Let's check that out. Alright, so we get... Okay, well that does... That points to the 6, which is somewhat consonant on G minor. That points to the root. This is a chord tone. Okay, and this is a chord tone. This is a chord tone. So we have just a couple things that are a little pointing towards certain notes. So as you go ascending, it's going up to the six and then up, up to the root note. Okay, so that's all making sense. Okay, and then we get. some alterations there. We have uh, on that C7, we have a flat 9 sound. Uh, and then we have a slight delayed resolution on that. So ends on the, on the so here this tone, B flat on the you know, major 7, B flat is a dissonance there. So it sort of delays um, and then he ends on the 9, and then he gets finally to the 5th, but that's interesting because then he's already on the turn around there. Alright, alright, so pretty cool. So, um, checked out a couple of choruses here. Um, thanks for checking this uh, video out. I hope you all enjoyed it. Like, gives you some idea of a process um, that you could work through and also some specifics on um, what you might um, try to play and adopt um, in your in your lines and all that all right everybody well thanks for watching and I will see you all in the next one have a great practice session <laughs>